welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with Your Marketing University and the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, and I am here to share with you cool, cool people that I meet from throughout the world and talk about marketing-related stuff. And the whole point behind this is that as a marketer, I get out there, I talk to clients, and I talk to prospects, and I do a lot of speaking. And the fun thing is when I do the speaking stuff and I get people that I'm, I ask them, it's like, okay, how many of you actually love marketing? And pretty much, yeah, very, very rarely anybody raises their hands. And so we get dive deeper into that conversation and I'm like, okay, so why is it you guys don't love marketing? Because for me, I do. I think it's a fun process. And I find out that people think that marketing has to be complicated and scary. And I've actually heard people call it black magic and voodoo before. And so that's why I started this podcast is to bring in cool people that I know, people that are in business. Some of them are marketers like myself. Some of them are entrepreneurs that have something else they do, but they are really good marketers. And I want to teach you that marketing does not have to be complicated, scary, or expensive. These are the things that you can do on your own without necessarily needing a big budget. And so I bring in all kinds of fun, cool people, and you're going to have a blast with today's guest, deemed the rebel mamapreneur, Desiree Wolf. Desiree has been working with home-based businesses in the last couple of years, or excuse me, worked um, from home for the last couple of years and mastered growing her business from the playroom. So those of you that are stay-at-home moms that are hanging out with your kids and trying to run your business, this is for you guys. After walking out of the corporate world, she has been teaching busy home-based um, entrepreneurs how to create strategies that will make their businesses live and grow without the overwhelm and BS. So Desiree, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Wow, what an introduction. I hope it's fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to our call. I think it's, it's going to be a great time. Well, and we're, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun with this. That's kind of the point of the show. I know you actually listen to the show, which makes me feel really happy. Uh, I always love it when I hear somebody and I, I bring them on the show and they go, yeah, I actually listen to the show. And I'm like, cool, that makes me happy. I got like two listeners now. No, I'm just joking. Um, but, you know, the point of this is we, we do want to have fun. And, you know, what attracted me to, to hanging out with you, you and I actually met because you were working with uh, Dana, who has been in a guest, and Jen, who both, um, she has also been on the show before. And so I actually checked out what you had going on, checked out your website and said, Desiree looks cool. I mean, how can you not find somebody who's cool when you see their picture and they got bright flaming pink hair? And I was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to hit it off. And so I reached out. We ended up having a great conversation. That was probably what, a little over a year ago or something? Quite a yeah, while ago. Yeah. And so we've stayed in touch since then. And, I, and then I realized I hadn't actually asked you to come visit with us and come hang out with the show and share some cool stuff. So that is why we are here today. Well, and I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. You know, like you said, I do listen to the show. And I know you have at least 10 listeners because I've talked to other people who listen to the show before. <laughs> All right. That makes me feel even better. Awesome. Well, very cool. So let's go ahead and start off. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and your story. How did you get into this this crazy world of entrepreneurship? Oh, well, I'm lucky enough that I was actually raised by a single mom who uh, made a living with her own business. She kind of created it uh, while while she was still married to my stepdad as, as something just to do to fill her time, and she ended up loving it so much it became a, a full-time business for her. 
So I'm really lucky that I got to grow up with an entrepreneur in my house. Um, I helped her out a lot with her business, and, and she gave a, a lot of trust to me. And I immediately started doing her marketing stuff, stuff, stuff as simple as that, as thank you cards that she would leave for her clients, and I would send out, you know, discount postcards, and I did uh, direct mail for her. And this is all while I was under the age of 16. So I definitely got the entrepreneurial bug fairly early in my life, but then I ignored it for a long time. I kept thinking, oh, you know, it, it, I can't make it happen. I need, a, I need a job with a paycheck, and I've got to do it. And then after you have kids, something shifted in my brain, and I said, I'm tired of making other people's businesses grow. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. So I, I walked out on a job that I thought was going to be the best job ever. After about 30 days of working there, I went, nope. Not for me. This is not how I want to live my life. This is not how I want to raise my daughter. And it just kind of, I started looking for work and thought, well, you know, I'm, what, what do I do? So in the meantime, while I was doing interviews, I actually started taking on a couple of freelance clients doing uh, marketing stuff for them. Just kind of, I mean, it ranged from everything from telemarketing, which is scary, all the way up to somebody said, um, you know, I want to hire a web designer. Do you know WordPress? What can you do? Can you fix my website? And so I was like, okay, I'll see what I can do. And I taught myself WordPress. And I taught myself how to, you know, build a website. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is the dream. I can work the hours I want, make the money I want, and I'm not paying somebody else's bills for them. Right. So that's, yeah. that's, that's how the entrepreneurial bug came to live. And, and here I am, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that, that I've got to take my marketing and now I get to teach others how to market their business you know, in, in similar ways. Awesome. I love that. And you had a couple of really cool things in there. You know, you were blessed in the fact that you had had um, an entrepreneur in the family that kind of got that bug started with you. But you yeah. ended up getting, you know, you said that this was pretty much your perfect job. And in 30 days, you said, yeah, this ain't cutting it and decided to take to take that leap. And as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we do that. I was the one that was stubborn and I and I don't like being known as the quitter. So I stuck around for a while and yeah. I, I, did one job and I'm like, okay, this is it. And I did my thing and I was miserable and I hated my boss and I saw the business failing and I'd give him suggestions to make it better and it would keep failing. And I'm like, okay, time to move on. I'm like, okay, well, let me try a different one. And then let me try another one and let me try another one. It was like I was job hopping left and right. And the sad thing is it wasn't, I never once got fired. I never once left because of bad terms necessarily. It was more because I kept seeing the base businesses fail and I finally, after probably about six of them, was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm done with this. I pretty much consider myself unemployable. And my last one, yeah, she agreed with that. She, she was actually one that said, she walked into my office one day and said, I'm not sure this is working out. And I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure I agree with that. So uh, my parents are coming into town for Thanksgiving. Why don't we make Friday my last day? And yeah. she had that yeah. that lost look on her face and said, okay. And I said, cool, have a good one. Bye. And yeah. It, you know, it's amazing how, how we come to that, that world of becoming an entrepreneur and realizing that some of us, that's just the way we're wired. We are wired as entrepreneurs and we're never going to be happy working for somebody else, no matter how perfect that job might seem. And so the fact that you took that leap and you jumped out to do this is, it's very, very bold, but it's such a great way to, to show sometimes you have to have faith that you're going to be able to just get out there and do it. Well, it was, it was bold, but at the time it felt, beyond scary you know here I am a single mom I had I, I just bought my house three months before I quit my job I bought my house and I thought I, I remember the day that I quit I drove home and I'm standing in the middle of my living room and I, I I said out loud what the hell do I do now 
And so, you know, I just started out filling out resumes. I was sending, you know, resumes and applications. And, and it was actually Dana Wild that had come into Las Vegas. And she said, so what, what are you doing, you know, while you're looking for a job? And I said, I don't know that I'm even really looking anymore. And she looked at me and I said, I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling that I'm not meant to to have the, that lifestyle again. And she looked at me and she goes, want to work for me? And I went, hell yeah. <laughs> and that's how it really all started, you know. I got the opportunity to work from home for her, and she actually started sending me clients. She started sending me people, oh, Desiree could do that for you. Desiree could do that for you. So I joke around all the time that, that Dana, even though she had hired me to do her public relations, I tell her all the time, you're the best pimp I could ever have for my business. <laughs> <laughs> and that is awesome. And that's the cool thing, too, is that, you know, when you find that, and for everybody listening, Dana Wild, Dana was a guest on the show a while back. If you just go to drivingyourmarketing.com and do a search, um, you can find her episode. I'll also make sure I put it in the show notes for this episode as well. So you can find the interview with Dana. Dana is a rock star. We had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun interviewing her. She is an amazing person. Um, and it's cool that she was, she was able to do that to help you kind of get that start too. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm a huge into networking. I mean, you know that you and I have talked about that before. And for me, I always find that when we actually make those right connections, we that's where people just start sending us business left and right because they trust us and they know what we're doing. And that's because we have a great relationship with the people we meet. And so that's what's ended up happening for you is you ended up working pseudo for her, but at the same time, she helped you grow your own business at the same time, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I... It, you know, it, if it wasn't for networking, my business wouldn't be where it's at. You know, a lot of people ask me that. Well, how'd you grow your business? Up? It's networking. I, I'm friends with my clients. I, you know, I make sure that I do business with people that I get along with. I don't ever take a client that I haven't, you know, that, you know, I don't take them just for the money. I take them because we have some kind of connection mm-hmm. or we have similar goals, you know. And so if it wasn't for the networking aspect, my business wouldn't be anywhere near it today. Yeah. And that is such a, such a true thing for most of us. And it's, I, I love that you just shared that because of the fact that for me, I can say the exact same thing. It, I mean, the, it amazes me how many doors have been opened to me and how many clients I've gotten over the years because of networking. And a lot of times it's been referrals of friends, of friends, of friends kind of scenario. And that works. I mean, especially when you're first starting out and you really don't have a budget to work with. I mean, networking in itself is free. I mean, yeah, sometimes you have to pay to go to an event, but in it, most of the time, if you do it right, you can easily make that back and even tenfold without even blinking too hard, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you say it before, for the most part, networking is free. It doesn't cost you anything but time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things you wanted to talk about and share with everybody is how to de-junk your business. So let's kind of talk about that for a bit. I know that's kind of a bit of your specialty. I mean, and we're talking about... um you know, stay-at-home entrepreneurs, and you know, especially if you're if you're in that situation where you're a stay-at-home mom, you got a lot of things you're juggling around. You got to get taken care of. You got you do have the kids. You have all the activities the kids are doing, and making sure that everything happens right with them. And you're running your business, which is like another child at the same time. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's the messiest of all the children. You know, yes, so absolutely. so let's talk about that for a little bit. How are you streamlining your marketing when it comes to uh, getting, you know, doing your business and still saving time? Well, one of the things that has really helped uh, is I do as much as I can ahead of time. Um, you know, whether it means Sunday evening before I go to bed, I pull out a calendar and I say, okay, 
what has to be done this week. And so while it may not, you know, it may not be months and months ahead of time, but I try and get at least a week ahead of what's happening. And I really have found that by creating schedules, both for my personal life and as well as my business, it really helps me stay on track. And that way it doesn't feel like, you know, I think one of the biggest things that, that entrepreneurs, especially work-at-home mamas, they start to feel like they kind of have their, you know, their head cut off. They become that crazy chicken, mm-hmm. constantly trying to make sure that everything's done. So if I can, if there's stuff that I know that, that I can either schedule ahead of time or map out and kind of work on little pieces of it ahead of time, then it really reduces the amount of crazy feeling that I've got. It's funny, I've got, I've got lists. And, and if you ever talked to my mom, she would laugh hysterically because I used to tease her about the amount of lists that she had everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now I get it. I mean, I have a list for my morning routine. I have a list for my daughter to check off, make sure she has everything for school. I have a list for, you know, my social media VA. I have, you know, it's kind of like, it, it's my checks and balances to really make, make sure that everything stays in order and streamlined. That is awesome. And I, and I have to agree so much on that because for me, when I first started, I was, I was very anti organization as well. Mm-hmm. And I started off with, okay, well, I'm just going to get stuff done. And when I first learned the concept of actually making a list, you know, I mean, it was like, okay, you think it's like this, it should be common sense kind of thing. But for some of us, we're a little slow sometimes. And when I first started doing that, I started realizing that I pretty much instantly doubled my productivity. Mm-hmm. And, I got to the point where I would actually like put myself into my own challenges of how many of these things I can knock off my list because, of course, as an entrepreneur, you never have enough time to do everything that needs to be done. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, and so I would go through and I'd put, you know, put like 10 to 15 things on my list and say, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to get done today. And if I had, you know, when I first started out, I would get maybe five of them done. But then I would get better. I'd get six or seven. And then the next day I'd get 10. And then the next day I'd get to the point where I had 15. And at one point I actually had like 32 things checked off on a list in one day. And that was all by two o'clock. Right. Well, it's because you get in the habit of, know, you know, you know what you need to do next instead of getting stuck in the bad habit of, oh, I'll sit down at my desk and just figure out what I need to work on. Well, next thing you know, an hour goes by and you're still sitting on Facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't really even know what you should be working on. When I first started coaching, People would come to me and say, oh, well, you know, can you create an email campaign for me or can you help me figure out my strategy? And I oftentimes would start hearing, well, I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. Or I don't, you know, I can't. And so I would ask them, okay, before we can work on anything marketing, we're going to have to work on getting you a little bit more organized. Mm -hmm. And they use, before we even get to that point, they usually have so many aha moments just from the de-junking is, you know, what I call it. Figuring out where everything is, both electronically, having your desk in its place, knowing what projects you're working on, knowing where you are with the project. And then it makes the whole next step of actually the, the real meaty marketing stuff, it makes that so much easier. Right. Well, and that is, and it's so true, so many of us, because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs helping coach them too. And I come up with that situation where it's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. And here's a perfect example. I had, I had one time where we were working on an email campaign. And I told the the client what they needed to do, and it was to write 12 emails. And I said, we're not making big, complicated newsletters. We're talking simple emails of just, here's a tip of the type of thing going on. And I even helped them brainstorm pretty much what was needed to be written in these emails. And I said, four or five lines. We're not talking big stuff. These should take you no more than five minutes apiece. 
and I check in with them a little bit later, and they're they're kind of hiding from me. And I end up finding out they actually hid from me to the point where I I blew them off as clients. I said, okay, you're not my client anymore because you you don't answer the phone right. calls, the voicemails, nothing. And I ended up seeing them at one point down the road, and they said, well, you know, you you wanted us to write twelve emails, and that's a lot, and we just didn't have time for that. And I'm like. All right, I'm sorry, dear, but you got bigger problems than yeah. you know than being able to write 12 emails because those should have taken you maybe a couple hours, really worst case scenario. And by the way, there's two of you, so you could have cut it in half, you know. Yeah. And and so I see so many entrepreneurs that are in that world where they are just they're floundering. And I know from my own personal experience that when I get away from using a list, I end up doing the same thing. I do get sucked into Facebook or I do get sucked into checking out, you know, some, some cool video on YouTube or whatever, watching webinars, things like that. And then if I stop and I'm like, okay, no, I need to get this done. And so I stop and I put my list together. Then all I do is I'm just focusing on the list and all that other stuff goes away. The distractions and the shiny objects go away. And so that, exactly. I think, is part of the key with that. Yeah. Well, and the really funny thing happens, too, is a lot of times people will play the avoidance game because they're feeling overwhelmed because they feel like, they have, oh, my gosh, I have so much stuff to do. But really, when you put it down on the list and you start to look at it, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. You know, maybe the, the billions of things they felt they had to do in their, in their business, maybe if they actually sat down and made a list of, okay, what needs to be done now so I can start making money? Then they look at me like, oh, I now have 10 things I need to get done, and five of them are going to take me a whole, you know, 10 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. So it, it helps people beat that overwhelm too, just simply by writing out what needs to be done. It's amazing how, how that, how the whole process of just writing something down and putting it in a format that you can follow just clears the whole, you know, overwhelm away. Mm-hmm. Well, and on top of that, when you do that, it actually feels really good to be checked things off the list. I know that I per- I found it where when I would go through and look at those things, I'd put things that some of those things are like real quick little replies or emails I need to send out that literally took me a minute to write, but I'd put yeah. them on the list as well because there were things that needed to be done and they right. were, you know, very important, but they didn't take much time. Well, when you go through and you end up having 20 of those things, you, you look at it and you go, okay, well, they may have been short things, but those were all very important things. I managed to get a lot done today, you know, so tracking exactly. that stuff is really powerful. And you said something else really important that I, I don't want us to, to skim over was that you said you take out your calendar and you put things in place the like the over the weekend, like the Sunday night or something the night before. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a little bit because I think that's a really, really powerful tool. Well, it's, you know, it's really funny. Coming from the corporate world, everybody dreads Mondays. Mondays are horrible. You know, nobody wants to go to work Monday after a fun weekend. My favorite thing to do is sit down Sunday night, get my little notebook and figure out, okay, and I call them the amazing things. What are the amazing things that I'm going to work on this week? And I take my calendar and I make sure that I look at where my, you know, where my appointments, where are there any holes that maybe I've got some downtime? You know, perfect downtime is when I take my son to the playground. I've got that's perfect downtime that I can sit there with my phone and, and read through emails. So I know that, okay, Tuesday we're going to the playgroup. And so, you know, the little guy's going to be playing. I, I'm going to catch up on training emails or I'm going to watch that, you know, training video or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm fully prepared to maximize my time simply because I sat down during a quiet phase of, you know, not hectic customer calls. I don't have anything else going on on Sunday night, you know. So I that's how I prepare myself mentally. I don't wake up Monday morning feeling scattered or crazy anymore. I don't feel like, oh, my gosh, I've got so much stuff to do because I 
simply be, you know, organized myself the night before. Right. And that is such a powerful way to look at it. And there's, there's so many different things with that you just said. One of them you touched on was that by looking and actually booking, you know, just putting things into your calendar so you know what you can work on when it is really great because we have a lot of those those bits and pieces of filler time and so like you know for me as an example um i might be in the drive-thru of a you know coffee shop and i and i use this actually as an example in my uh the classes that i teach for social media through the uh, job source here. And it's really funny because people are like, Oh, I just don't have that kind of time. It's such a waste. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, what if you're standing in line waiting for a cup of coffee or you're standing in line waiting to get your groceries? You got a couple of minutes and you got your phone with you anyway. Right. Yep. They're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so what if your part of your scheduling time to check in and be active on Facebook is in that time where you're standing there twiddling your thumbs, doing any, nothing anyway. What if you could do it there? Now you're not wasting any additional time because that time is wasted no matter what. So exactly. at least make it a more pro or less productive or more productive and less wasteful time, I should say. And, exactly. and, you know, that, and that's what I'll do is I sit there and I'm like, okay, my time to like, comment and share stuff. A lot of times we have Dutch Brothers Coffee here and they are pretty much, they don't have even walk-ins. They are drive-through. And because the way they're set up, you don't even pre-order. You go up to the window and order your drink. So they are a little bit slower. And they have good coffee, so it's okay. It's worth it. But I'm sitting in line waiting for my cup of coffee, and I'm like, I have nothing better to do. So while I'm sitting there, I'll open up Facebook, and I just kind of skim through my wall. If there's something I need to like or comment or or share, I do it then. And I can do that in that two or three minutes that I'm sitting there with nothing else to do anyway. But guess exactly. what? I've just done something productive that I needed to do that I, I didn't have to do it sitting in front of my computer. I could be making phone calls while I'm there or I could be, right. you know, working on my next training video or interviewing somebody like what we're doing right now. You know, those are the higher level things. But those lower level things that still need to be done can be done in those two minutes here, five minutes there type of scenarios. Absolutely. Well, you know, the great thing about using downtime like that, which is, which is perfect, when you're standing in line, you only have a few minutes. So you don't get sucked into what I call the Facebook stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't give you, oh, I'm just going to go check Facebook real quick and then you're there an hour later. You have no choice. When your coffee's ready or when your groceries are, you know, when the, when the checkout lady's looking at you like, okay, let's pay, you're out of time. You're done. So it forces you to kind of, you know, to walk away and you don't get sucked in to the, you know, to the activities that are, might be a little bit more fun. But, they, you know, they, they're kind of time wasters sometimes, too. So uh -huh. That's the great thing about using those little chunks of time to do something like check your social media or, you know, review some emails, that kind of thing. So that's a great tip. I love that. Right. That is awesome. And it is such a true thing because time time is one of those wonderful things. It doesn't matter how much time you have. It's never enough. And so exactly. so it doesn't matter if you give it five minutes or five hours. It's going to take you the same amount of time. Whatever that project is, you're going to fill that time. And so... That's it's a great way to do it because it forces you to really tighten in and be more productive while you're doing it. Now, yeah. one of the other things I want to talk about, and um, this will probably help in that whole saving time process as well, is is finding your niche. You know, that's something I was actually talking to somebody even earlier today, and I wanted that's one of, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about this too. Is literally this morning I was on a coaching call with a with a new potential client. Um, she's actually become a client now, so I get to have the fun of helping her with this. But 
you know, she's, she is out there marketing and she's networking and she's doing her, her thing, but she's trying to be out there for every business that's available. And it's like, okay, I help small business owners, which I've been there. I understand that. The problem with that is as I help small business owners, that's a very, very, very wide net. And we know that the more niche we are, it actually ends up helping us become more specialized. Therefore, we become, we stand out, we become the expert in that industry. And a lot of times we can even charge more. But how can that actually help save time in your business as well? That's a great question. Um, you know, finding my niche was, it was a huge aha for me, you know, just for the same reasons that you just mentioned. I didn't realize just how much time I was trying to, I was spending trying to find, you know, just like the gal you were talking to this morning, small business owners. They're everywhere. There, you Google small business owners and you get everything from, you know, uh, from sex toy owners all the way up to, you know, people who, you know, run marketing companies. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's so random. It's so random. So you spend so much time trying to research and trying to connect with all of these different types of people. It does a couple of things. It stretches you out timelines because you're trying to research how to connect with these people. And it steals your energy because what happens is you are trying to be, it's kind of like, kind of like that person who has multiple hats that they have to wear. You know, and, and being a business owner yourself, most people can understand that when you first start your business, you wear multiple hats. Most likely your sales, your marketing, your accounting, you know, your HR, you probably still, you know, pull all your own tax receipts together. So you have all these different hats that you have to wear. The same thing is true when you're looking for customers, when you're trying to connect with them. So if you're trying to connect to a group of restaurant owners, but then the next people that you talk to own a tire shop, the conversation is going to be completely different. So it gets a little bit exhausting when you're trying to switch that hat. Okay, here's how I talk to restaurant owners, but I'm going to go talk to these tire people and wear something completely different. I have to have a completely different talk. I have to use different language. So you're really recreating the wheel every time you're trying to connect with a different group of people that don't fall into that niche. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just spend a lot of time trying to connect with them. So once you narrow it down to a, a small, more precise group of people, it actually becomes really easy to find where they're hanging out at, both online and, and in the physical world, because they're usually in the same spot together. And you're usually going to find them a lot easier simply because you're not, you know, running all over the place trying to switch hats and trick, switch the way you communicate with people. So I, I really found that it saves me so much time once I narrowed down who it is that I want to be working with. Right. And that does make so much sense too because, you know, we do run into that situation is, um, okay, if we're going, if we're going to go after small business owners, well, we have millions of places to be able to find them. Therefore, we're going and we're doing all the chamber luncheons and all the BNI groups and the other, you know, business mixers in the evenings and the weekends and all this different stuff. And then we just work ourselves to death. And I'm an advocate for networking, but I'm an advocate for smart networking. You want to actually go someplace where your client is going to be. And that's, that's a huge one. And you just, you hit the nail on the head with it where if you know, okay, this is who I work with, then you can figure out those are the places that you need to figure out where they hang out. And it may be two or three different places as opposed to 20 or 30. Exactly. Well, and it's a lot easier even when you're at a networking event, even if it is a, a variety of people that are in attendance, it's so much easier to know, okay, you, you know, you might want to chat with the attorney, but if that's not your, your, 
you know, core client, then you're not going to spend a lot of time trying to get to know about his business. You're not going to, you know, try and make any kind of business connection with that person because that's not who you want to do business with. So you get to scan the room and go, okay, well, you know, boom, she's a work-at-home mom. That's my audience. That's who I'm going to try and spend time with this networking Right. And it is, it does make so much sense to do it that way because then, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like the, the same concept of making the list of getting your things done. This is the same thing. You're making a list of who are you looking for. Therefore, yeah. you're going to go, you know, it's a, almost a checklist. You're like, okay, these are the two type of people that I'm going to work with or this is who I'm looking for. And that's what you walk in the room for. And, you know, I like to use the, the analogy of a dartboard. You know, if you've ever played darts before, you know, if I'm, if I'm just looking, you know, looking off to the side and I randomly toss the dart, yeah, chances are I'm probably not going to hit the board. I'm very unlikely to get a bullseye and chances are it's actually going to bounce off the wall and hit somebody in the back of the head, which is really bad for everybody. And, but then if you actually focus in on that bullseye, that little red dot in the center, your chances go up astronomically of actually right. getting it. And, right. and that's what ends up happening when you have that tight niche as well. Once you've got your niche, your chances of finding the right person instead of just somebody ends up going up way, way higher as well because you're aware of it. You know what you're looking for. And sometimes that niche is a demographic. Sometimes it's a geographic. Sometimes it's a specific industry. And sometimes it's, it's a income level. I mean, there's so many different variables, you know, like for you, for yours, you're going after home based moms. Well, that's, and that's still a big market. That's still a huge market, but you're not going after the coffee shop owner. You're not going after the tanning salon owner. You know, it's like, okay, we just helped eliminate all these other people that, that are not the right fit in that process. Well, and you know what? The other thing, too, is you're you're doing yourself such a disservice. And, and I hear so many people say, oh, well, you know, I want my business to be huge, so I want to do business with everybody. You're doing yourself a really big disservice because you are now generalizing your business. Mm-hmm. You, there, there's nothing special about you because you, you'll work with just about anybody. You know, there, there, so what's, the, you know, what's special about you? What, what makes you different than the 10 other people that do exactly what you do? Once you find that that target audience you can provide you know you can provide the solutions to their specific problems not every small business owner has the same problems that they're looking for help for so once you can create that niche and, and narrow yourself down it's so much easier to find out okay well what's the pain of this small business owner how can I help them mm-hmm. and if you just say oh well I just help small business owners uh, build great websites well great but you don't you don't know the same pain for every single industry, you know. An, an attorney doesn't have the same pain as a work-at-home mom. So our websites need to be completely different. They have different goals. Or, you know, it, it's just it, it's doing a huge, you're making it harder on yourself by mm-hmm. not narrowing down your business. And that's one, of the, that's one of the number one things that I teach my coaching clients when I'm working with them. Right. And I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, that same conversation that I was having earlier today, we use the example of nobody likes vanilla. When you're ordering ice cream, they <laughs> want Rocky Road. You want, you know, mint chocolate chip or Oreo. But how, how often do you actually walk into a Baskin Robbins? Do they even have just vanilla? Probably yeah. not likely. Maybe French vanilla because they wanted to at least, uh, you know, do something with it. But it's, you know, people don't order it very much because they want the exactly. special stuff. They want the cool stuff. And yep. so that's where that really comes into play. And yet the great thing is as entrepreneurs, what ends up happening is that attracts 
the right people to us because then they look and say, okay, this is who, you know, this is who Desiree works with and I fit that profile. Yeah, I want to work with her because that's her specialty. And we know that the, you know, the family doctor doesn't make near as much as the brain surgeon. Exactly. Yep. I love that analogy. Yeah. It, it really is. It's an aha moment and it's a, it's really hard for so many entrepreneurs that are just getting started to grasp that. But I think every time, every person I've ever worked with that once they made that decision of, okay, this is who I want to work with, their business exploded. And it just, and it explodes more effortlessly. You know, you don't have to put as much energy into trying to please everybody. You just have a small group of people now and that's who you want to please. That's who you want to provide services for. Right. I love it. All right. Well, we're getting close to time here. So I want to ask you kind of as a, as a thought closer, closing out type of question. Um, do you have any kind of, you know, secret formula for work-life balance when it comes to working at home and having a family? First, you have to do, in order to create a work-life balance, the first thing you have to realize is not every day is going to feel balanced. Once I let go of that notion that, oh my gosh, I have to work exactly three hours every day and I have to get my kid down for a nap at the same time every day. Once I let go of that and embraced flexibility, my life became so much easier. On the flip side of that is have a routine. Have a routine that, that isn't so strict that you, you feel confined by it, but definitely have some, some sort of routine so you know where you're going to be you know, at any given time. Um, but the best thing that I ever learned how to do was get up and get dressed every day. That's my favorite productivity tip. It's so easy when we're, you know, work at home entrepreneurs to stay in our pajamas. But by physically going through the motions of having a morning routine of getting up, getting dressed, getting your coffee, knowing that you're going to spend the next 15 minutes reading your email messages, it mentally prepares you for the entire day. You don't have to scramble because the kids, you know, the, the school calls and your kid's sick. You don't have to scramble because hubby came home an hour from work early and you're still in your pajamas. It's it really sets you up for a more successful day simply by having a morning routine that puts certain steps into place for your day. So uh-huh. have flexibility in your feeling of what's balanced and have a routine to set your day up for success. I love it. That is so, so <laughs> awesome. And it is true. Um, I've, you know, I get up, get my shower, get dressed, and, and I, these are the exact same clothes that I'm wearing right now are the same clothes that I will go to, to going out in public. Sometimes I have a different yeah. t-shirt, you know, but other than that, it's pretty much the same thing. And yeah. that makes such a big difference because we do feel different. We feel more prepared. We feel more organized. And when it comes to work, because our business is work, I mean, it, it, that's just what it is, whether we like it or not. And we got to love our business. I mean, that's one thing I'll always advocate, but you've got to to think of it as a business and not as a hobby. And by doing that, it mentally gets you in that right space to say, okay, I have to work. I, this is, this is my job. And it may be the job that you love and you get to set your own hours and all that kind of wonderful stuff, but it is still a job. You still have things you need to do. And by doing that, getting up and having that routine and, and get, you know, like, like you said, get up and get dressed, you know, yeah. that is such, it's just such a shift in your in how your brain processes everything that it will help you become way more successful absolutely and one of the things i always like to remind people is you and i have the exact same amount of amount of hours in our day as oprah and richard branson Mm. so if they can be doing amazing things simply by getting up and getting dressed every day imagine what we could be doing right (laughs) 
Awesome. I love that. Great examples. All right. So as we're wrapping up here, um, I know you've got other things to do. And this has been an amazingly fun, fun call. Um, you shared a lot of great information. You know, the productivity side is always one of my favorite things to talk about because being more productive and getting more stuff done does make a difference. It's, it's, that is part of our success. Um, so how can people find out more about you? I know you said that you had something you were telling me before the call. You had a freebie you wanted to give everybody. I do. It's a fun little freebie called The 10 Rebellious Ways to Grow Your Business Online. And they can find that at mamaownedbusiness.com slash rebel. And it is, um, some, of, some of them are pretty out of the box things that a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs may not be familiar with that they can do. Almost everything on the list is free. So it was a, it was a really cool list that I had a group of other mamas help me put together. So and that's, that's 10 Rebellious Strategies for Growing Your Business Online. Awesome. I love it. We will make sure that we put that link in the show notes as well. Of course, um, for everybody listening, go to drivingyourmarketing.com, do a search for Desiree, and you will be able to pull that up. Or of course, if you're listening to this right around the time that it comes out, it should be right on the homepage, actually. Um, so Desiree, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a blast. Um, it's always fun talking to you, no matter what. We, I mean, could, we, go, we could go on for hours. We, sh- we could have our, our own, you know, hours-long webcast if we wanted to. I know, and we should do some of those sometimes. It'd be fun. I haven't I done something it. like that for a while. We can, we can do a Google Hangout because I know that's what you there and I you did go. the last time we were just chatting. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is such great stuff. And this is the kind of stuff I love talking about so much. Um, one of these days, we're actually going to be in the same town together, which will be kind of fun. So I've, you know, it's always great because I have these wonderful connections with all these people. And, you know, the fact that you're in Vegas, it's very annoying because I used to be in Phoenix, which is an easy drive up there. And I used to go up there about every two or three months. And now that I'm in Portland, I don't get to come hang out and say hi. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there one of these days soon. Absolutely. Well, well, when you are in Vegas, I would love, I would love for us. I'll show you some of our coffee shops around here that you don't have to wait so long. <laughs> ah, sounds like a plan to me. Awesome. Well, definitely for for everybody listening in, do us a favor. Um, you know, let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, definitely connect with Desiree. Go download her her freebie because that's going to be so so powerful. I'm going to go get it because I want to I want to see what kind of cool goodies she has in there. I know that I'm I'm into this kind of stuff on a regular basis. Productivity is one of my favorite things to talk about, and I'm always looking for for things that I don't know that can make me more effective in what I do and in my business. So I will be going to grab that. And then, you know, for everybody listening, do me a favor. If you got value out of this, go to iTunes, do a search for, you can actually even go to um, our website, drivingyourmarketing.com. There's a button that says find us on iTunes, click on that, go over there and write a review for this because this really helps us out, gets us in front of more people when you when you basically share that out, that little bit of a thing saying, hey, Desiree and Eli rocked. That's what helps us get in front of more people. So it'll take you like two minutes, meets the world to us. And of course, you know, drop us a line sometime. I'm always extremely accessible. You guys know that. Um, and Desiree, I know you can find her in all the wonderful social media sites because she and I chat back and forth every once in a while on those as well. And for everybody out there, um, get out there, have an amazing, amazing rockstar week. And Desiree, thank you again so much for joining me. If there is anything I can ever do to help you out, reach out and let me know. Thank you so much. This was a blast. All right. So everybody get out there. Have an amazing week. We'll talk at you later and we'll see you on the next show. Hey there, this is Eli again and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? 
If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.